Welcome to the She Built This podcast, where we are creating the new norm by sharing the stories of professionals and entrepreneurs who have followed their dreams and made them a reality. This podcast will inspire you with the stories of real business owners and give you actionable advice to start building whatever this means for you. I'm your host, Emily Aborn. Welcome back to the She Built This podcast. So we haven't brought up the fact yet that we're definitely playing elevator music as the intro. I know you had multiple choices and you chose that, Emily. So what does that say about you? It's wonderful. You know, if I could hear that when I was in an elevator, I'd be in a really happy place. Okay, good. So I have a good story for you. I went to um, Trafalgar Square in Nashua the other day into this real tall building and I had to take an elevator down. And I just popped in like, I don't really think about, you know, that you have to press buttons to get to the next floor because I don't go in elevators a lot. So I just hopped in and someone was already in there and he's like scrolling through his phone, you know, probably paying, p- playing pissed off birds or whatever that game is called. <laughs> I think it's angry birds. Oh, angry birds. That works angry too. Birds. Yeah. So he asks me, are you going to the first floor? And I was like, oh, I'll go anywhere. I'll go to the, you know, I'll go to the basement. I'll go to the second floor, third floor, front. You, you know, I'm just like rattling off. And then I just like just start talking, 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 you talking. You probably talking. scared him, you know. He literally didn't say anything. Yeah, you scared him. I was like, that was the funny, probably the funniest experience you've ever had in an elevator and you have nothing to say about it. So what does that say about the world? I don't know. What anyway, does it? I don't know. But I guarantee you that today's guest is going to be a lot of fun. Just as much fun as I was in that elevator for that guy. Her name is Christine Brown, and she is the founder of Bella Luna Family. Well, wait, I need to not say that I was that much fun in the elevator with that guy. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not getting rid of that. No, oh, oh no. no. <laughs> we'll just say as much fun as I was in the elevator. Right. Period. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can help me edit that one, okay? So you don't get into trouble. Christine Brown is the founder of Bella Luna Family, a parent consulting company, and she specializes in child sleep and child behavior. She's a certified child behavior specialist, a certified lactation counselor, and a certified child sleep consultant. She's quite certified. She and her team have supported over 600 families worldwide through their parenting journey. When she's not helping families, she's going on adventures with her husband and twin boys. She's doing laundry, which never ends, as we all know, and listening to podcasts. She also loves delicious meals, Prosecco, and laughing with her friends, things I have personally what is my problem? <laughs> things You're I have still per- in the elevator, I things guess. Things I have know. personally enjoyed with her. Um, so I want to tell you how Christine and I met. I was at a point, I used to own an organic mattress store, and I was at a point in my business where things weren't going so well. And I sat down with my business coach, and she said, Emily, you need to get out there and meet as many people in your field as you possibly can. So I was like, okay, I will. So Chris, mattress people, mattress people, as many okay. mattress, no, like people into sleep yeah, and health course. and, you know, know. Yeah. those kind of things, things that people interested in mattresses are interested in. Right. So Christine and I got invited onto a podcast about sleep and we both went to, was it, I believe it was WMUR in Manchester where we got to record the podcast and we were both talking about it today. She was she knew her stuff. Like when it came down to it, I, I was like, I know nothing about sleep. You were swamped, were you? Literally all I know is mattresses. <laughs> so um, without further ado, 
Welcome, Christine. Yeah, Christine, are you still there? Because Emily's been I'm talking a while. No, she fell asleep. <laughs> I'm still here. Hi, Emily. Hi, thank you so much for joining us. I'm happy to be here. So why don't you um, tell us a little bit about your story, the Bella Luna story, and how you got started? Yeah, um, so... My husband and I um, found out we were having twins, so that's probably the where the probably the story starts. Um, and those sweet little twin boys were born um, in August of 2014. And the only thing I had ever heard about child sleep was how tired parents were, were number one, and to um, sleep like a baby. Um, so I just assumed that babies came out knowing how to sleep, and that was not the case. So the boys, I joke that they were trying to kill me from sleep deprivation when they were six months old. Um, and I tried to find help locally. I'm based in Nashua, and I tried to find help locally, and I never got anyone called me back. Um, and I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit. So I was like, ding. Um, so I ended up um, figuring it out, teaching my kiddos how to sleep. Um, but it was hard. And I didn't want anyone else to have to go through that without having support if they felt like they needed it. Um, and so after I was done that process, I started researching, um, you know, getting certified to do that. I didn't even know it was a thing that people did. And I got um, certified, so I graduated my certification program called the Family In Sleep Institute in February of 2016, and that is when Bella Luna Sleep launched. Um, and so we've been in business just about three and a half years. Um, yeah, so that's kind of how I got started. I love it, um, Mike. How do you? I mean, twins. I mean, I, I have three kids. How do you? How old are your twins now? They are going to be five in August. Oh, so that, yeah. So they've been sleeping for a while then. But I remember when my kids were like, you know, we brought them home from the hospital. I, and they, I think they could sense right when you're ready to like toss them out the window, they start sleeping through the night, you know? <laughs> Not that I would ever do that, but, you know. No, but you got it for sure. Parents get super, <laughs> I work with a lot of families that are really on the struggle bus with sleep. And so it, um, yeah, so it's normal to, to definitely think that and need some help. So some yeah, people- it's tough. It's to tough. figure it out. Yeah. But I work with families up until, you know, six years of age. So some oh, wow. kiddos, you know, their parents, the kiddos didn't get it figured out and those can become long-term sleep issues and they become right. adults that have sleep problems. Yeah. If they want to sleep in bed with mommy and daddy for an extended amount of time, you know, yeah. which is that, happens. Is that not normal to be doing when you're 12? <laughs> Maybe for some people. <laughs> no, I hear you, Christine. I do not like anything to get in the way of me and my sleep. Me that neither. is for sure. So important. Um, so what did you do before this? Oh my goodness. I've had a few different um, renditions, career things I've done. So I originally was, um, you know, went through and worked in high tech for years and years um, and yep, worked for um, Dell for many years. And then I left to become a sales rep for a makeup company. And I was the regional um, sales manager for um, Maine, New Hampshire and Vermont. So I learned how to be a makeup artist and sell makeup, which was quite a departure from high tech. Um, and then I went back to Dell um, and I was there for almost five years. 
um, before, you know, changing careers and coming over and becoming a sleep consultant. Do you feel like that was a scary transition for you? It was one I was so ready for. Um, I used to, I tell the story that I prayed every single day. Um, like I was trying to manifest, um, a layoff and I literally every day would be like, please today will be the day I will get laid off today will be the day I got laid off. And I finally got laid off on November, um, of 2000, November 1st, 2016. It was one of the scariest and greatest days of my life. Cause that's where my entrepreneurial journey began. So what do you love the most about being an entrepreneur? Um, I, create my life. Nobody else creates my life. So I am able to do, I'm able to be with my kids when I need to. I can take time off and take care of them if they're sick. Um, I can, um, you know, work at night if I need to, um, but take time during the day. I just really love the flexibility. Yeah. Those are all the positive things of owning your own business. Now there are a lot of negative things too, though, aren't there? There are some challenges to owning yeah. your own business. Challenges. Yeah. Challenge. Not, we don't call them negative things, I do. Mike. We call them challenges. <laughs> like answering emails on Sunday night. Challenges, yeah. Mike. <laughs> All right. So what's one of your challenges? Don't mention oh. names. You know, don't put the client's name out there or anything. But what are some of your challenges? Oh, my gosh. I'm so blessed to get to work with amazing people people usually. Um, so 99% of the time, but I think the biggest challenge is not having a steady paycheck. Um, and so my business has been successful, so I've been really fortunate, but there are definitely times that are leaner than others. And, you know, the summer months are slower because people aren't thinking about sleep in the summer. They're thinking about getting outside and enjoying the weather. So, um, I think that's probably the biggest challenge is that there are definitely money, you know, some lean times. Let's talk about that a little bit. Um, what are your, so I'm always kind of trying to explore what we're supposed to do during those times, you know, like what should our mindset be during the really lean times? <laughs> What's your sort of money, like manifestation, feelings about money, that kind of thing? What do you do during those lean times? Oh my gosh. Um, so I try to stay positive and recognize that there is tons of abundance um, and I just have to realize that it's a downtime. And sometimes I honestly say when it's slow, it usually does align with the time period in my life when I need to spend my time and energy on other things. So I recognize that in some ways it's a gift. Um, and so I just try to stay positive knowing that it's going to turn out okay. Cause it always has. Um, so that's my positive spin. There's still the part of me that freaks out. Um, and you know, goes into those old ways of thinking about money before I started working on my money mindset. And I think your, our parents, right. They send forward with us in the world with our kind of views about money. Money doesn't grow on trees. Don't take risks, you know, those types of things. Um, at least for mine, my parents are kind of um, conservative with money. And then I have a whole side of the family that always says that they're, Oh, I'm so broke. I'm so broke. And it doesn't matter how much money they have. That's just kind of where they come from. Um, and so I try not, I've had to work really hard to get away from those type of mantras about money in my head. Sometimes it, not that I would wish a slow time upon anyone, but sometimes it really is interesting how, like you said, it's when we need it most, like it will open up the door for us maybe to reassess and re-examine things or causes us to have to think outside the box in our marketing. And it actually 
can open the door for a lot of new opportunities. Yeah, plus, it gives you time to work on things. If you're really busy, you don't get to, you don't have time to work on your website. You don't have time to work on like marketing. You right. know any of that stuff. Or so. paint your nails. Paint your nails, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. That's what I do when times are tough. <laughs> Me too. That's so weird. <laughs> As our good friend Kristen Hardwick says, it gives you time to work on your business versus in your business. Right. Exactly. Nice name dropping there too. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. So where do you see the most room for improvement, I guess, in your business or where are you hoping to grow? So there is in our society today, there is a plethora of information an overwhelming amount of information out there. Um, but we've lost the tribe. So there's, we're more disconnected than ever. Um, and so parents, um, come out and don't have anyone They're you know, far away from their families or everyone's so busy that there's not that tribe that we used to have where everyone helped to bring the kids up that expression. It takes a village. Um, and so I'm looking to help families and bring back, cut through all of the information that's out there and be able to provide them with accurate information, you know, to really help them to raise happy and healthy kiddos. Um, and also, you know, help focus on the parents too. So that the parents are, are healthy, you know, we're going to be adding adult sleep. Um, and so helping, you know, just kind of across the board with parenting, um, you know, sleep and some other parenting concerns. People are definitely sleep deprived. No doubt about that. Oh, I know I sure. am, you know, it's just like, is that why you have no hair? Yeah. It's a, yeah. This seems to be a recurring theme, Emily. Well, I mean, so, you know. <laughs> It's always not there. <laughs> so the theme is always recurring. It could be. That could be part of it, I guess. It might um, be. I didn't realize that hair loss was a side effect of sleep deprivation. See that, that, Mike? See, I, I thought it was a, a side effect of working with Emily, but that's okay. Or maybe having three kids. <laughs> that would do it too. Yes, that would. It. Okay, so let's talk about the kids, Christine. You have oh. two twin boys. How do you run, how on earth do you run a business with two twin boys? You are superwoman. I always say God has a funny sense of humor giving me twin boys. Um, just because like how I, I don't, I, I like twin girls, maybe I could have handled, but twin boys is just like, it's awesome. Poop, pee, penises, and all sorts of crazy conversation comes out of them. And they are kind of fun but they're nonstop. Um, so they are in um, full-time daycare. So it does give me the opportunity to be able to work on my business um, and in it. Um, but also, um, you know, they definitely, when I'm not working, they require a lot of attention and they're a lot of fun um, and they like to go on adventures. And that's one of my favorite things to do with them. So Yeah. So I just do my best and I ask for help when I need it. So my parents are really involved. My husband's a great hands-on dad. Um, I have help around the house, um, you know, because you can't, I think, you know, a lot of people see women that are, they think they're doing it all in there. Some of us aren't. We do need help from other people in order to be able to be successful. And just so you know, they're never going to grow out of the poop, pee, farting, all that stuff. I have three brothers mm-hmm. that are now, they're, they are they were little brothers. Now they're all bigger than me. But <laughs> they still do that, like, at every single meal. I'm like, really? Me too. I'm 61. So there you okay. go. We never See, change. There you go. The proof is in the pudding. So good oh, luck. Good. good, good. Thanks, guys, for letting the air out of my tires. <laughs> 
Well, twin girls would be a different issue too. So I think I'm thankful that I have twin boys yeah, now be. they're just like trying to kill themselves like physically on a regular basis. But <laughs> as they get older, like there's not gonna be like the girl drama. Yep, that's that yep, that's true. I gave my parents when I was little. Plus your husband won't have to beat up any like potential suitors, you know. That's gonna be mm-hmm. nice for his knuckles. You did say that this could be like a PG, PG-13, right? You're okay? Yeah, I'm fine with R, X, whatever, but wherever we need to go. When you have boys, you don't have to worry about one penis. When you have girls, you have to worry about all of the penises. Oh, right. <laughs> I'm going to make that into a t-shirt, I think. Oh, no, please don't. <laughs> okay. Please spare us. <laughs> okay. All right. You don't think I should put my logo on that one? <laughs> it would be funny. So Christine and I are both like organization junkies and we were having a conversation this week about like how to best get organized. So Christine, I would love to hear about what keeps you organized in your work or what you need to work on in your organization. Oh my goodness. So truth be told, um, it's a constant, um, it's a constant work in progress for me. Um, because I think a lot of us as entrepreneurs have a lot of ideas um, and we have a lot of things that are coming at us um, and we have to try to find a way. And so I'm constantly refining and trying to figure out a way to stay on top of everything. Um, So it's definitely a work in progress, um, an area that is not probably the strongest suit for me, but um, so I've just started, I use Asana for idea tracking and I just started using a new planner that I'm giving a um, world to, it's called the Bulletproof Journal. And I like it because there's no frills, there's no stickers. um, And it's really just about, um, you know, thinking about your business, breaking down your annual goals, your quarterly goals, your monthly goals, um, and then helping you just stay on top of everything that you have going on. So if we ever talk again, I will let you know what I think of it, but I'm just getting started. So I literally just downloaded it and um, putting it together. She, I mean, don't tell the Bulletproof Journal people this, but she also forwarded me the download and you can double up. So I downloaded some of it too. Nice. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Um, well, good luck. You just told them, Emily. <laughs> I'm sure they're not listening to this podcast. And if they are, they should be a sponsor. That's right. Maybe, yeah, maybe that'll work out for you. All right. So why don't you tell me how you separate on nights and weekends? You said you like to vacation with your family or you like to adventure with your family. I like going on adventures with my family. Sure. Um, Do you feel like you can separate from work or is it kind of always there in the back of your mind? The nature of my work involves supporting clients um, and that's a seven day a week adventure because they are on a journey towards healthy sleep habits. And that doesn't, you don't just stop sleeping because it's the weekend, right? So I do support clients at night and on the weekends. I do try to set some boundaries for myself. um, Because if not, I could work 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And I have burnt out and had to take some time um, to refresh. So I'm trying to do better at that. Um, But there are times when I am working at night. I do actually, I'm not a morning person. So I'm I. Yeah. yeah, I'm not. I wake up at seven every day. That's when my kids wake up. That's when I wake up. We start our day together. I usually climb in bed, which is awesome, and snuggle for a little while, which little kids snuggling is the best. But then um, 
that forces me to have to like work at night when, um, cause sometimes the day just dictates that and I don't get enough time in the day to get. If I um, ever get to sleep until seven o'clock in the morning, I am writing it on my calendar. I usually sleep till nine. Oh my but, word. But I work at night though. I, you know, I, I start my work day sometimes at seven thirty at night. So I'm out here at one thirty in the morning. So see, I need, what? I need sleep help. If if I'm if I become your client, will you come tuck me in at night? Is that is that what happens? That's actually not how it works. Okay. It's more of a virtual but, thing. Oh, is it okay? Bummer. <laughs> <laughs> but we could get you a picture to put on your nightstand if that would help. <laughs> Did you guys great. want me to leave you alone for a minute? Could you? I'll just step outside. <laughs> All right. So I did actually recently speak to um, a close business friend of mine and she said, you know, I was asking her sort of how she separates and I was getting down on myself because I do work a lot on the weekends, but I like it. You know, I'm like really enjoy what I do and I will work it. My husband was watching the debate and I was sitting next to him, like not watching the debate, but doing work. So she said, as long as we're choosing that, then that is totally okay. You know, it's like when, if you're doing that and you're not making that choice and you, you're still like beating yourself up about it or you're trying to disconnect and you're thinking about work and you don't want to be thinking about work, that's a problem. But as long as you're choosing what you're doing, then it's perfectly fine. Um, do you believe that there's a difference between, do you believe that people are either night owls or early birds? Or is that a myth? Well, I think people just naturally, we have our own circadian rhythms, right? So everybody is, has their own kind of natural rhythm of when they are most productive, when they, um, you know, when they sleep the best, when they, so some people are just naturally like for me to wake up at five o'clock in the morning. It could happen. It's a Herculean effort. And it's like, and I read all of these entrepreneur things and get up at five and work in your closet and all of this. (laughs) In your closet? I'm just like, um, like people like Rachel Hall. No, who was it? It No, it's Rachel Hollis. Not that we're mentioning any. It was somebody else. Um, anyways, I can't think of it, but she wrote her first book in her closet, like at four o'clock in the morning. So that's what you hear. Entrepreneurs are, you know, take advantage of the morning. So, but some people don't operate well in the morning. And so I would be one of them. Um, and my two, I would be two of them. Yeah. Actually, I was reading in men's health about this issue and there's actually an affliction. It's called, um, sleep inertia. Like that, mm-hmm. that's what they call it. Like people have it and I, I have it, no doubt. So I'm trying to get disability for it. You're but. saying, <laughs> you're saying that's when you build up like a bank of missed sleep, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's fascinating. There's a book called Why We Sleep by, I think it's Matthew Walker. It talks all about that and building up like adenosine in your brain and how as it builds up, builds up, builds up, it puts pressure on you. And then that's what gets you to fall asleep. It's actually serotonin. I think that makes you fall asleep. Christine would know this far better than me. She, I'm telling you, we were on a podcast together. This girl knows everything about sleep. And I'm sitting here like, yeah, I can um, help you choose a good mattress for your back. Well, that's part of it though. It is. Having a good sleep environment is part of it. It's um, melatonin is our sleepy hormone. Yeah, but no, it is important. We do need somewhere in between seven to nine hours each day and everyone has their, like their rhythms and also everybody has the amount of sleep that they need in order to be happy and healthy and well-rested. So, but usually for adults, it's in between seven to nine. I don't think you need to be locking yourself in a closet at four o'clock in the morning to be successful. I mean, just 
from personal experience. First of all, the closets in my house, I have really long legs. I don't think that would work for me. It'd be really uncomfortable. So, um, All right. So I'm going to ask you one more question. How can we find you and on social media or online? Yeah. So um, BellaLunaSleep.com is my website. Um, and on Facebook, it's at BellaLunaBaby. And on Instagram, it's um, at BellaLunaSleep. And um, so, yeah, so if anyone wants to follow me, I would love that. So those are my two favorite platforms. And you're looking for sleepy parents. And don't forget to send me the picture, okay? Right, yeah. right. <laughs> Put that on your to-do list. <laughs> Put that in your new journal, your new planner. <laughs> well, thank, thank you. So much for having me on. Thank you so much for joining us, Christine. For more information on the She Built This podcast, you can check us out online at www.shebuiltthis.org. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time.